All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, And we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. I'm your host, Bryce, uh, joined by my notorious compadre, Mr. Pizza Mind. Aaron, how are you, how you doing, buddy? If I'm being honest, which I always am, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed, depressed, uh, terrified oh, gee. Gee, of please. you know just everything going on in the world right now. There's so much red tape between us and a free life and it just seems to be growing more and more and more and i'm just wondering isn't there an escape from (laughs) the corporate governance you know bureaucracy that is literally keeping everyone from getting what they need whether it's stimulus money or you know just the licensing they need to add on a room to their house Hmm. uh it seems like you need a a license to do everything but take a crap these days (laughs) so i'm hoping that there has to be some kind of tools or some kind of solution that is being built out there so we can get away from all this stuff so we don't have to be subjected to this anymore. Yeah, you know, I am a big fan of uh, of kind of re-architecting the governance that we are under right now. Um, and that goes from, you know, beyond just like, you know, governmental uh, sort of level, but also just, you know, at the at the LLC level, right? At the corporation level, you know, you could decentralize these sorts of systems and there could probably be some efficiencies uh, and some benefits that come from uh, decentralizing governance of corporations. And we're gonna actually kind of dive into all that. And if you're listening to this and you're like, how does that have anything to do with cryptocurrency? Well, we brought on Luis Quende from Aragon uh, to talk about governance and crypto. Uh, and why this is the future of everything. All right, Luis, welcome to Crypto 101. Yeah, very excited to be here. 
Yeah, man. So, so real quick, catch us up. Aragon, you know, for, for me, you know, I've, I've been in the space for a long time and it's kind of a household name. Uh, I know that you guys are big in the DAO space, decentralized autonomous organizations. Uh, but for anybody who, uh, who's never met you and who's never met Aragon before, um, catch us up. What are you guys building? And Luis, who are you? Yeah, so we are, we're building tools for people to organize uh, in new ways that we call DAOs in this kind of like very fluid, open organizations, which anyone can join. And I, I think they are like a response to kind of like traditional organizations in a very um, hierarchical, centralized way, which has proven to have many benefits, but also um, many, uh, many huge failures that we've been seeing uh, over the, the course of the last decades. Um, and now with everything that is going on with the world, with the remote work, with online communities, we're seeing these people that are just organizing on the internet without having a bank account, without having a legal entity, without being subject to one jurisdiction, but this global borderless. And we're building software that empowers those kind of communities. Um, and from, from my perspective, personally, I started um, working on open source free software when I was 12. Uh, and it was very empowering to me because it was kind of like a very similar concept. You can create software and people all across the globe can use it and benefit from it and improve it. Um, and, and all of that happens without any like hierarchical central institution like coordinating that process, right? And that was very exciting. And then I got into, into Bitcoin, which is obviously very exciting as well, but Bitcoin was a bit limited in the way uh, that you could build things. And then Ethereum came after. And um, and then it was kind of like a perfect storm, but one of the triggers for us to start Aragon in 2016 was Donald Trump winning the US elections. And that made us see that the world needed better tools for organization. And so we started the project in 2016. So I, I, if I heard you correctly, so <laughs> Donald Trump got elected and it prompted you guys to rethink uh governance i i, I kind of want to unpack that a little bit more yeah. not to go too deep into policy whether you agree or whether you disagree but what about the sort of executive system or the the voting system did you disagree with and and how are you kind of uh trying to change that yeah, it's, a, it's a good question so i think it's not only the voting system that um that we need to change it's more of a like at the core, we just need to agree on uh, better long-term outcomes and make them happen without having like a very short-term agenda. So like when we choose politicians, it's not the fact that we vote or that like, you know, uh, a simple majority or not simple majority. Like I think that the core thing is not uh, the voting mechanism so much as it is the fact that politicians get elected today for like four years and they literally don't care what happens after. Uh, it's like not their problem, right? So the incentives um, are misaligned for politicians. Exactly, completely misaligned incentives. And so if you if you think that, but like macro, you think about all the countries in the world having those misalignment of incentives and also corporations uh, run like that to some extent, uh, some public corporations are probably traded, then we end up with, uh, well, like completely screwing up our planet, yeah. uh, for example. I'm I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about the misaligned incentives in corporations and maybe uh, how DAOs can realign them. Yeah, so I mean, one that comes to mind is uh, like the misaligned incentives between producers and consumers, right? Where like you have social networks like Facebook, uh, which right now are just milking their users without much uh, 
you know, consent or, or much um, value to, to privacy at all. And I think with crypto, you have this very cool thing in which you can actually, um, you can make it a DAO, you can make it governed by its users. So you can have a, a social media platform like Facebook, for example, that is not only, um, you know, uh, run by its users, but it's actually owned by them. And it's not only the content that is produced by them, but it's also like the actual governance, right? And so for me, that is very, very interesting. I think we're very early, but like 10 years from now, or even five, I have no doubt that we're going to see like all of these big corporations that are milking users on the internet replaced by DAOs and by decentralized organizations. Interesting. As someone who runs crypto businesses, I have no idea what posters I'm supposed to hang in the break room, given I've got some people in California, some people in Texas, some people in Singapore, some people in Estonia. I have no idea where I actually operate or what rules I'm subjected to. I mean, my traffic might pass through a hub in Seattle, unbeknownst to me. And does that make me subjected to Washington's laws now all of a sudden, even if there's no physical presence there? Well, there's no physical presence in any crypto if you're you know, being very literal. The virtual it exists everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So it's very confusing to have, you know, laws that are 80 years old that couldn't even conceive of what we're doing at the time they were written, trying to govern our businesses now. So a DAO is essentially like a legal entity, but it's not quite. So what are the advantages and disadvantages of trying to run a business like a DAO today? Yeah, I got to start with the, with the bad stuff. Um, I think in a lot of cases, actually having a hierarchical structure really helps go lean and go fast. So like you can think about uh, startups and like small companies that have gone from being very small, like like Tesla or SpaceX to like being giant unicorns, uh, thanks to like the, the bright mind of just a person who, who may happen. Um, I think in DAOs, you don't get that. Um, another thing you don't get by default is um, like legal comfort over what's going on because when with a legal entity you have like a set of guidelines a set of laws and you know that like you know uh, you're protected and covered by like a particular jurisdiction in DAOs yet we still don't have that like we know that for sure we're in the internet jurisdiction but if shit hits the fan um you know we, will a person be liable for their actions in the jurisdiction they are using the DAO from, or, or or the DAO maybe has like members from a jurisdiction, like let's say more than 50% of members from one jurisdiction, and then it automatically gets pulled to, to that jurisdiction. And that is true to tell because we're just having seen cases in court, right? That, that covers DAOs. The wood stuff. The wood stuff, it's a very powerful way to coordinate millions of people all around the world um, in a way that companies would take probably decades to build because like hiring is very slow, adding new people is very slow. Um, with DAOs, like the onboarding process is very easy. You join a Discord channel, uh, you see some work, some issues with GitHub or whatever, and you start collaborating like right away. So I think that is very cool. Um, the, the other thing that we're seeing now in terms of like the culture-driven uh, DAOs is that we're having a bunch of DAOs that are launching like their own NFTs or their own art or whatever, um, and they are getting viral. And like suddenly you have like thousands of people coming in um, and actually helping. And so that is very cool because previously you can have thousands of customers coming in or users, but you couldn't have thousands of actual contributors coming in. And so you scale like so fast. So um, those are pretty cool things that DAOs offer. 
Luis, I'm kind of curious uh, about your thoughts on the recent legislature in Wyoming um, that allows for a DAO to register actually as an LLC in the state. And it, it kind of seems oxymoronic uh, because, you know, a DAO registering as a LLC, but does it push us a step forward? Is it a step backwards? Do you have any thoughts on that uh, legislation? I think it was... Uh, for uh, maybe a couple months ago that it was pushed out? Yeah, and I think it's cool that nation states are trying to, to catch up. So I think the part is cool. I'm like a little bit unsure about how that's going to play out because I, in that case, for example, you are taking a DAO and a DAO can be like, you know, this like very custom piece of a smart contract that can have like a bunch of different like economic flows. And you are oversimplifying that to an LLC, which has a very simple economic flow that's proven and works, but like it is very rigid and not flexible at all. So um, like like before, like I don't know how this is gonna play out. Like, you know, if uh, if it goes to court, if there are cases maybe where like these these models, DAO models have been so hard and oversimplified and what will happen with them. Like I'm not entirely sure what's going on uh, and what will happen with that. The good thing though is that it offers some limited liability protection for people that participate. And that is great because obviously no one is gonna um, participate in, in ventures uh, that don't offer some kind of protection, right? If you can go to jail for selling some NFTs in a DAO, it's probably a good thing. Recently, one of the oldest crypto exchanges, Shapeshift, announced they were dissolving their corporation of like eight years and becoming a full-fledged DAO. And they were doing this as their solution to oppressive KYC and licensing regulations where they would have to get licenses in all 50 states in the U.S. in order to operate and all kinds of other stuff that really made compliance unaffordable for them. What was your reaction when you learned about this bold move? It makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and I think that like, bureaucracy is getting to a level in which it's like impossible to operate. Um, like it's not even some laws that protect the customers, which like to, to some extent I might agree with. It's like, it's literally impossible to know everything that's going on, all the regulation all around the world. Like even if you want to do things right uh, in a legal way, it is just so hard. And so, like you think about banks today, for example, like I think banks spend like more money on compliance than they spend on like great customer support. And then what happens? Well, customers get you know city um, city deals, uh, and, and they don't really get the the support they expect. And so. Um, yeah, that is permeating every layer in society. And we are just kind of like starting to work for bureaucracy's sake instead of like for, you know, creating value. <laughs> and that, that is a big problem. I think that's that's all pretty fascinating. And, you know, one of the other things that I'd like to kind of get your viewpoint on was kind of like a viewpoint of the world. What does that look like in 10 years from your vantage point of kind of a world running on DAOs? Um, instead of corporations, what materially changes in our lives? One, one thing that materially changes is uh, I think we're finally going to break the notion that we work for one employer or, or one company or corporation. And mm. I think before that notion worked very well in like very dark times where like people will work for a company for like 40, 50 years, basically their entire career. And that company would really care about uh, that, that employee and get a lot of benefits um, and the stability that was needed in like, you know, times of, of war, hunger, uh, of course, depends on the country, right? Like some, some countries were not that way 40 years ago, but some others were. Um, but now we're coming to a way in which, uh, and you can think about programmers, for example, like programmers are very well treated all across the board. And so, and so now they can afford to, you know, change job every, 
every once uh, in a while and get something better. And I think in the future, what we're going to see is that's going to go even faster where each month you can be like, all right, um, I have this skill set. Where can I apply it You know, in the best way? And maybe even each day you can like work for like five different DAOs uh, in which your skill set must be like you know the the most value. So um, yeah, I think we're gonna say that. I mean, I could talk about like remote work, but that has to really happen. Like that is a fact here to stay. Like period. Um, so I think we're definitely gonna see like people just working for more projects at the same time. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. I mean, time spent searching for and interviewing candidates. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done can take time away from managing and growing a business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. In fact, I mean, here at Crypto 101, we use LinkedIn to hire our newest employee, Ryan. And funny enough, he actually in turn worked with the folks at LinkedIn to partner with us here on the podcast as a sponsor. So, so how about that? Uh, you can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Uh, you can focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need, uh, and you can use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people, and then just use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know that every week, actually, uh, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash crypto. That's linkedin.com slash crypto to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. It's an interesting phenomenon, uh, kind of like what you mentioned about people not just working for one corporation, but maybe in the future working for many corporations at the same time. Um, and it might not even be looking like work. It might just look like normal online activity um, that you're being able to monetize. Yeah. And, you know, I even think of the, the play to earn model here as well. Yeah, that's super interesting. That is the, the other thing, like the, the blur line between like game and work. Um, and I, I think we're going to, I think, generally speaking, that's going to be great because most people in the world actually, I think it was 70% or something like that, um, state that they don't like their job. And that is quite crazy that like most humans on earth don't like their job because then obviously they're going to be less productive, right? Uh, and, and less happy. So if we can fix that and people feel more like playing while working, that's great. I think though, as, as with each technology, like maybe 10 years down the line, we're start seeing weird stuff going on in like people's brains, confusing work and game and never disconnecting, you know, 24 seven. And that might end up being a bad thing uh, down the road. But, you know, it's like in every technology will bring with the stuff and then we'll see the caveats and, and fix them. For someone who's listening, that's not really tech savvy. Would it be accurate to describe a DAO as sort of like a digital version of a private member association? Or what's the difference? So there are multiple 
tens of thousands, like we are so like nascent that I think right now is still being defined to be honest, but like there are some DAOs that are more like membership clubs, like similar to what you've, you've defined, kind of like a private association. But I think that's what we're seeing today because those are very early versions of DAOs. Like I think more and more as we move forward and the technology advances and it provides easier user experience, easier onboarding, what we're going to see is they're going to look like very open organizations where you can just come in and you can see the work that's available and you can contribute and you can earn um, almost in real time. And we're going to end up with like organizations uh, and DAOs that are like probably millions of people that are working towards a common mission in a very fluid way without any corporate structure, without any hierarchy. So, oh, Pete, did you have a follow-up? Yeah. I was going to just paint a picture of a society where everything is very task-driven as opposed to job or career-driven, where you could walk in any building on a given day, look at a board and see what needs to be done, pitch in, whether it's just mopping the floors or programming some kind of plugin for interoperability or whatever it is for your skill set, and then you can just go around to the next thing. And instead of earning a salary by the hour, you might get a grant per the job, regardless of how much time it takes. I think that's going to yeah. be a huge evolution that I guess you could say started with Uber from a, a task economy, but I think a DAO will enable that type of structure to expand to literally everything. Yeah, definitely. And then of course you can add, like you can build upon it. So for example, for some people, maybe like a bit uh, threatening to imagine that they will not have like a stable salary, um, but you can build marketplaces on top, right? Where like uh, you have like an insurance marketplace or like kind of like a UBI, your basic income circle, where like, you know, if in one month you, you fail to perform because, you know, you had some accident and you're in the hospital or whatever, like the community covers that back. Um, so I think that would make it less scary for, for people to, to move to this model. Interesting. I never really thought about that, like, you know, community insurance uh, on like salaries or whatever uh, community, <laughs> like, you know, I'm seeing uh, all these NFTs pop up and like, you know, they're all, you know, the board ape yacht club or the crypto punks and they're all identifying themselves by this little NFT. But at the end of the day, it's just about community. Um, and yeah, I, I think that the NFT craze is pretty, pretty interesting. Do you have a, a hot take on NFTs right now? Do you think that we're in like a mania? Do you think that there is a long tail, like these will are, are here to stay? Or what do you kind of think about NFTs in their current form? It's, it's almost like every trend in crypto. Uh, it's uh, gets like a complete mania at some point, but then also stays, right? Like I think what, what's happening now, it's very interesting because it's attracting a lot of money and attention towards NFTs. And now, of course, I feel I feel similar to like how ICOs felt in 17 and 18, like everyone is doing an NFT. Um, and we might we might at some point like reach big bubble. Um, and I think it's relatively close. But then after that, like there's already gonna be a significant amount of capital and talent that like went in and kind of like mainstream recognition. So I think like you know, art, like crypto art, NFTs are here to stay and, and they're going to be like a significant part of like the, the art um, and, and collectors kind of like playground during the next decade. So if I want to create my own DAO instead of registering a fund in the Cayman Islands or, you know, getting my own hockey rink over here in California or whatever, um, 
how would I use Argon to help me do that? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You just go to the to the website to Aragon.org. Um, and then you can just go through a like you know through like an app to to take the change the parameters, name the DAO, give tokens to people so that they can you know access the DAO, um, and then and then you basically get like an internet piggy bank of sorts in which you can deposit any tokens uh, and, and any crypto, and then you can vote on decisions with the members of your DAO. Then of course you can install different apps on the platform. It's kind of like WordPress and plugins. You can like you know customize and install different things. Uh, and you can go very, very complex, but the very basic version just gives you that, like, you know, financial management and some voting to, to manage those finances. Wow. So what's the learning curve? Like, do I need to study documentation for a few days before I do this? Or can I just jump right into it and be done in a few minutes? If you're familiar with like, you know, uh, Ethereum addresses and like MetaMask and stuff like that, you can like jump in very quickly. Wow. That's awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. Yeah. So Lu- Luis, tell us before we let you go. Um, I, I would love to know a little bit more specifically uh, about Aragon. Um, and like if somebody is, is in the crypto space right now and wants to partner with Aragon, what what would that partnership look like? And, and how does Aragon uh, kind of function? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, what we're doing now is we're releasing the version two of our, of our governance platform, basically focusing on like minimizing gas fees, because Ethereum gas fees right now are, of course, quite crazy. And, and so what we're doing is we're trying to onboard different launch partners and trying just to, you know, uh, get them set up. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking forward to helping more communities DAOify. Yeah. And so so by minimizing gas, so the main initiative right now with governance is to minimize gases. And even with EIP-1559, that didn't really do anything in terms of lowering gas fees. Um, so, so what does that kind of look like for you guys? How are you guys trying to accomplish this? Yeah, we're we're working on basically like optimizing voting technology so that it happens uh, on like off chain basically, and then you can mm. settle the result on chain so that you get kind of like best of both worlds, like very very uh, cheap transactions or even free transactions while having the security that your transaction will actually settle on Ethereum, like the the, the financial transaction resulting from the vote. And the other thing we're trying to work on is making it anonymous. Because this has been a, a big thing for for past years, where people are obviously worried about, uh, you know, uh, vote buying, and they're worried about the anonymity of the votes. We're trying to make votes anonymous as well using CKS narcs, which, you know, uh, it's a seems like a black box to everyone that doesn't know about them, uh, um, myself included. But um, it promises to basically make all the transactions anonymous. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So um, the ZK snarks and all the off-chain technologies uh, where, where the anonymity comes from is, is what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, could you tell us a little bit about any of the uh, kind of like the recent uh, companies that you've worked with that you think are really stand out? Any other companies uh, in crypto that you're really bullish on? Uh, like in terms of like, you know, Aragon DAOs or just like general? Yeah, Aragon DAOs. Yeah, I mean, so the, there's been a, a few ones that are in Snaragon uh, for some time already, like kind of like OGs, um, or I guess not OGs because like OG is more like since 17, 18, but like companies <laughs> have been using it for the last couple of years, yeah. uh, which is a lot in the DAO space. Some success um, so stories. There is a, yeah, exactly. So there is a, there is this um, Oracle company, uh, well, a company project called API3, which is basically oh, building yeah. uh, like a chain link alternative of sorts. Um, and they've been using Aragon to govern their, their Oracle system and it's been working falsely for the past couple of years. Um, wow. There's PyDAO. So PyDAO is like this very interesting 
um, DAO where they are building asset management buys so that they are building asset management portfolios and you can like buy into different sort of like portfolios so you don't have to like you know buy every single crypto out there you can just buy like a DeFi buy for example or like a you know a BTC buy and like they hedge into different like uh, assets within that universe so um, so that's very cool in the NFT space there was this thing called Aave Gochi they launched um uh, I'm not sure of the affiliation with Aave, but uh, they might be affiliated. And that they launched this uh, NFT collection um, and they use bonding curves to like dynamically price the NFTs, which is very interesting. And there is, of course, one of the biggest DAOs we've worked with, which is Curve, Curve Finance, uh, which is the, the leading stablecoin uh, decentralized exchange. And, and they are still using Aragon and securing a lot of, uh, a lot of money in the Aragon DAO. Wow. And then I also see uh, on your guys' site, you guys work with uh, Decentraland. Is, is, uh, how does that work? Yeah, so it, it, was, it was quite interesting. They, they set up a DAO to uh, manage their, their treasury um, and also to basically manage the emission of their, of their token. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you could say that you know, the, the whole like, virtual uh, decentralized metaverse was governed by, a, by an Argon DAO, which was pretty cool. Love it. That is awesome. We have just a couple of questions left before we let you go, Luis. Who's one person you really admire in the crypto space that inspires you to do what you do? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think um, like what Vitalik did, um, I think a few months ago, donating $1 billion worth of uh, like Siba Inu token or whatever it was the name of that, <laughs> yeah. that, that currency to a COVID relief fund in India. I think it's you know, it's not to be understated. Um, I think the, I think Vitalik is really like uh, a new kind of, uh, I don't know if he's a billionaire still, but he's definitely a new kind of like powerful uh, person to to watch out in the in the space. He does stuff that like other people with that amount of assets will probably not do. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I, I would think, you know, we've asked this question to uh, every single person that's come on the podcast. Um, and I think Vitalik has gotten the number one most votes for uh, most influential um, from all of our members. Yeah. yeah. Good, good can, I actually, can I actually steal uh, someone else as well? That you can yeah, mind? of course. Now that NFTs are very, very hot. Um, so th- there's this guy, OG. Uh, many people don't remember him because crypto forgets very quickly. But uh, <laughs> there's this guy, Argentinian Manuel Arauz, who um, he pioneered many of the things that we have now, like he pioneered, I think one of the most basic forms of NFTs in 2014. He pioneered uh, social tokens. He created his own cryptocurrency also in 2014, way before social tokens were cool. And he also pioneered DAOs to some extent in 2015. And he's launching um, this very cool NFT experiment to like rewild the world. So what he wants to do is he wants to basically make NFTs out of pieces of land they are going to be kept out of any like human activity and they're going to be left for just basically like forest and, and wild and wild nature, which is very cool in order to like rewild the world and kind of like reconquer or like rather be reconquer nature. Um, so that is very cool. The project is called Rewilder and it's probably one of my favorite uses of NFTs. I like it way more than uh, all the trendy, trendy stuff that's going on. It has a social impact. Wow, Rewilder. And the, and the gentleman's name is Manuel Eros. 
Manuel Araos. Yeah. Araos. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to look him up. I've never, I've never heard of him before. So I really appreciate that. Um, and the last question uh, that we want to ask is if this is the very first podcast that somebody who's getting into the crypto space has ever heard, you know, what's one word of advice? What's one word of wisdom that a, a crypto OG like yourself uh, would would give to, to some some new folks getting into the space? I think everyone looks extremely smart in, in bull runs, especially in crypto Twitter. So like, you know, when you say like looks smart in bull tweets, runs. <laughs> and, and especially when you see people saying, this is not gonna end, this is gonna last forever. This time is different. Be careful. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that, that's very true. I think, uh, in, in fact, you know, there, there's a famous quote, you know, everyone's a genius in a bull market. And I think it's true because people drink their own Kool-Aid. People say, oh, you know, we've, we, we've loved Bitcoin for so long. And finally, the world's catching up. You know, price is catching up. Everybody's starting to believe. And then you start to believe. And then it's just this whole mental cycle. And then, you know, price crashes and everybody freaks out and all that kind of stuff. And then people sell at a loss. And then the cycle happens again. And then somebody buys the fear. And then, boom, it marks up. And then there's greed. And so... I think being self-aware, you know, of, of that fear and greed cycle in, in the crypto market is super important. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, Luis, thank you so much for coming on, talking to us about governance, uh, DAOs, uh, and Aragon. Uh, awesome. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.